You're listening to the Mom Mindset Podcast. As a mom, I know that you face challenges every day, but I also know that those challenges don't have to steal your joy and confidence as a parent. Each week, we'll adjust the different challenges and mindsets that moms face and show you how to overcome them so that you can thrive in every season of life. After all, you are the best mom for your child. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Mom Mindset Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day. A great morning, probably. That's when I listen to my podcasts. Anyways, today I'm excited to have on one of my best friends, Liz. Pastor Liz, she and her husband are the youth pastors at our church, and she has three beautiful daughters. Yes, who we call the brownies. Yes, because they're they're brown. Yes. <laughs> and, they, and they call me the, what they call me? The yellow cake. The yellow cake. Yes. <laughs> and Liz is not yellow, so I don't know how I this happened. I don't know how that happened. It's very weird. You're definitely brown, too. Yes. But Joey won't give me. She won't give me brown. She'll give me tan. Okay. She tells me every now and then. Fine. You can be tan. That's that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, I brought her on today because she is one of my best friends. And we met, um, I think you had two kids or you were having Rixie. I was having number two. You were having number two and I didn't have any kids. But our friendship, I think, really started to bloom when I got pregnant. And we started to have that mom stuff to like bond about. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, because you got pregnant and you got really into motherhood. And I feel like me having babies, I like to talk about motherhood with you, especially because you just had such a different perspective on motherhood in general. So, yeah, it was funny because I met you after I had already had kids and you had no kids. And I learned so much from you about (laughs) motherhood, which was ironic for me, because initially I was like, oh, I'm probably going to have to like fill her in because, you know, I'm a veteran mom. And then I'm like, man, I'm learning more from her than I'm just an obsessive researcher. Well, and I think it's, honestly, it's just your passion for motherhood. It made me look at things differently because I feel like me being more of a practical person, I look at things as very analytical, like what's the process, Mm -hmm. step one through five. And you're like, you're missing the whole point. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of reminded me like, this is actually the reason, like the purpose. Yeah. And the passion behind it. So I was like, oh man, I got to start from scratch. (laughs) So it was really good. It was a good friendship at the right time. Yeah. So... I guess partially inspired by just the way that we became friends today. I want to talk to you a little bit about friendships and mom friendships, especially. I've heard some jokes that like find, trying to find a, a new mom friend is like going on dates. <laughs> like you go to the park and you're like, oh, should I talk to them? Like, I think their kids are getting along with my kids. Will I get along with her? Do you want to get coffee? Like it, it is. It's like dating and you have to figure out, OK, does this person mesh with me? Do they not mesh with me? Um, and the crazy part is your kids could end up liking each other and you guys don't like each other. That's true. And then it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> never happened to me. I was going to say it's never <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> but it does happen to people. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, it was funny that you said like my perspective, you know, kind of changed the way that you viewed motherhood, because I think that's part of why we need other mom friends, because yes. you can get so much perspective from somebody and, you know, their life experience, the things that they value can just help shed a completely different light on a subject that you think you know so much about. Yeah. And I, I mean, I tell people all the time, life is better in community. Mm-hmm. And as a person who my whole life, I didn't like to be a burden on people. So I wanted to be independent and on my own because then I was showing strength. Mm-hmm. That's not reality. Mm-hmm. And that that kind that life kind kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Not, I didn't know how else to say it, but it kind of yeah. sucks. But when you That's have okay mom friends, yeah. <laughs> when you have mom friends, you know, you have other people that understand you. They mm-hmm. get you, man. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's all you need. You yes. just need someone who understands, mm-hmm. who doesn't say it, you know, who might not even want to know about it. Just 
wants to know that they understand. I remember that one time um, my my middle daughter got sick and she was we had nights and, you know, craziness with her. And I remember one day you just stopped by and like handed me coffee. You were like, I'm not here to visit. I don't want to come in. I just wanted to give you a Starbucks and say, I know what you do, you're going through. And that that's the kind of friends you need to have because mm-hmm. I, I didn't have to explain. I didn't have to rant or complain about what was happening with my kid. It was just like, listen, I see you and I get it. Mm-hmm. Here's a coffee. Go. You can do this. Yes. <laughs> and I think we all need that. you know. And I think you don't know you need it until you have it in your life. And you're like, mm-hmm. this is the way it's meant to be. Yes. This is the community I need. You know, I love the one uh, when you were talking about postpartum friends that just come over and encourage you and help you find your your own and your identity yeah. as a mom. Like That's the kind of stuff you need, mm-hmm. you know. And if you don't have that, then you'll never know the blessing of it, you know. Yeah. So. I really appreciate our friendship. I appreciate ours too. And just so you all know, like we did not, we were not set up to be no. best friends. Like we don't we- have, we didn't have much in common back then. <laughs> like I've been married longer than you. I'm slightly older than you, but not by a lot in Jesus. Name. <laughs> you can't change your age by saying in Jesus. Name. I know, right. I can go back. I can redeem sure. some stuff. Sure. Sure. Liz. No, but like I am older than you. Um, I waited a long time to have kids. Um, so I had a different perspective. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I had kids before I met, you know, you, and then you had your child. but I think that it was like so different, but I think that was the right kind of recipe for Mm -hmm. our friendship. You don't always have to look for someone who's exactly like you. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you don't, you don't want somebody like you sometimes. Like if you're like, if you're like me, you can get a little bit in your feelings sometimes. If I had friends who were equally in their feelings all the time, we would just be a big ball of like crying and we would be a little bit of self-pity, like all of that would start to come in. But being with somebody who's not as feelings oriented, like that's something that that benefits me because I can say, OK, here's the bigger picture perspective to this this feeling that I'm having. Here's how I can kind of move on from it and process it without getting so wrapped up in just my feelings. Yeah, I mean, and even, you know, when... I had always been like terrified of having friends that <laughs> were a little bit more Could cry. Uh, emotionally intelligent, <laughs> which is why I tell people I always had an issue with emotional intelligence. But and then I used to be like, man, I just avoid people who I could potentially accidentally hurt. And so when I met you, my husband's like, you know what? You should talk to her. She's new in the area. Go like introduce yourself and make her feel comfortable. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, absolutely not. We'll never get along. We, we have nothing in common. Mm-hmm. She likes kids. I'm like, I was, you know, kind of forced into this because <laughs> you were a child, a children's pastor at that mm-hmm. point. And so I was like, she actually likes kids. No, I'm not going to talk to her. She's going to know that I'm kind of finding my way here. And uh, and then it ended up working out. And I always tell the teens now, like, make scary friends. Yeah. Those friends that scare the living daylights out of, out of you will be the ones that will challenge you and mm-hmm. grow you. And I, I mean, I, I thank God all the time. I'm like, man, I, I actually feel like I understand the blend between strength mm-hmm. and emotion. Yeah. Which I've learned in your life. Mm Because I'm like, she's not weak at all. She's not a punk. She's just emotionally (laughs) intelligent. And I see that the the correlation and the connection. Mm -hmm. And I can now foster that in my children because I'm not raising three identical me. Yeah. I'm raising kids that have all different kinds of levels of emotional intelligence and analytical thinking and all these strengths. And, you know, I have to be able to relate to them. And I'm learning that in my friendships. Mm -hmm. And And I can say the opposite way, like... I, I was a bit more afraid of like being more bold and more direct 
that's not something that comes natural to me, but like seeing the way that you're able to speak truth into people's life and truth into your kid's life, you know, especially in the context of motherhood, I'm like, man, like that's a quality that, that I need. And like watching you do it makes me more confident to do it and to kind of step into being more bold and knowing that, yeah, I'm going to need that to raise my kids. I'm going to need to be bold and direct with them to confront things in their life that I don't want to see there, especially as they get older, um, but also to teach them how to be bold and to teach them how, like, when to speak truth in love and kind of that combination is, and I'm sure there are lots of examples of things that we've taught each other, but again, just to reiterate that point, like, you have to have friends that are that are different from you so that you can grow. If you're just yeah. in the same space, the same area all the time, you're never going to stretch yourself and be everything that you were called to be. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's also important in friendships not to you know, following up on the insecurity, not to compare yourself, Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes I would, I remember when I went to your baby shower and you had the, the stones that you count like the days or the weeks, I think the weeks um, that you spend with your child until they're 18. And I left like, I haven't even thought about this. (laughs) I already got like three whole kids. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, I left feeling like a little bit like beat up because I'm like man I should really have this perspective so that I can enjoy more of my kids but it's nice to have those moments because that's a growth that's a that's an opportunity for you mm-hmm. to do better and mm-hmm. so I, I left that like you know what I have to think differently and I have to really take in the moments not mm-hmm. just make it through like I remember yeah. that was when I started to think like I need to stop incessantly cleaning all the time mm-hmm. sometimes I just got to look at my kids and play with them and get mm-hmm. on the ground and just forget that the house might not be what I want it to be. And it was in those moments that I was like, okay, I have to change things about myself or challenge myself in these areas. So don't just have friends that just constantly give you affirmation and never challenge you to be better, never grow you in certain areas. I know mm-hmm. like other friends, I go to their houses and I'm like, your kids are eating 100% organic. Your kids have grape tomatoes and cucumbers for lunch. What? That's amazing. And I, I come home and I'm like, I need to do better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe less mac and cheese. Um, <laughs> or better mac and cheese better mac and cheese yeah I like that that's where I'm going <laughs> but yeah it's it's not feeling bad or condemned yeah. it's saying like what can I learn from them mm-hmm. and reaching out I mean like hey like how do I do more of this or yeah do you have some tips on how I can start my kids on a healthier you know eating yeah. plan or tips on how to organize my house better or how to do kind of different activities and fit them into my day so yeah I love that because we're all so different like to some people cleaning and keeping things tidy comes so naturally for me it doesn't so having those people in my life one it inspires me because I see how orderly and non-chaotic their life is I'm like oh I want that and then two like the through the relationship I can actually get practical tips and I can yeah. figure out how to work it into my life things I would never do without that but you're right like there is a if you're insecure about it like those friendships can't even thrive because you won't be able to offer like your whole self because you'll be too busy comparing and seeing where you're better than them or where you're worse from them and and worrying about crossing some lines that really don't exist like we're really all there to to encourage each other like I like in um in Titus in the Bible it talks about the older women need to instruct the younger women yeah and even if you're the same age I think it goes to it like if you're older in respect to like your ability to do something if you're more mature in your ability to do something you should instruct the people who don't have that ability and you should be okay with restraint receiving that kind of instruction and that kind of growth too. yeah because if you've gone through something or even if you've just learned that experience then that's not just for you to have it like you don't have that experience or that yeah. victory or that breakthrough for your sake of just keeping it yeah it's for you to share it 
Mm-hmm. It's for you to walk somebody else through it. It's for mm-hmm. me to come alongside you and be like, hey, you know, this is what preschool might look like yeah. as you go into that age. And these are some of the things I wish I would have done different. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you're thinking about homeschooling, ask me about it. If you're thinking about sending your kid to private school, you know, I know some of that too. So mm-hmm. I can kind of help you through some of that. And at the same time, get a different and fresh perspective from you. You know, mm-hmm. I remember when I was working um, in corporate America, we always loved getting people from other companies mm-hmm. or even uh, young talent because it was that wave of innovation that we needed mm-hmm. because you get too set in your ways when mm-hmm. you only know a s- one's perspective, yeah. one kind of person, yeah. then you're just set in your ways. You don't even know what's out there. Mm-hmm. It could be something miraculous, something mm-hmm. amazing that could change your life, but you never took the chance. Yeah. So it's really getting outside of your bubble and making yourself do things differently, talk yeah. to different people, ask for advice. Like I think sometimes we're afraid to ask for advice because we don't want to look like the mom that doesn't know. Yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> you don't have to know everything. Everyone doesn't know something. Yeah. I mean, I I was looking at those uh, memes that it's like, you've probably been doing this wrong your whole life. And there's so many of them that just yeah. make you feel like, wow, I've wasted so many hours <laughs> of my life doing things wrong. Yeah. So if you just ask someone, you might just... Get you a can, life hack. Yeah, you can save yourself a lot of like time. <laughs> I know, right? Like, why should I go fully research something that that so and so down the street knows everything about? And something sometimes you think you know something mm-hmm. and you don't. Like, I thought nursing my children was just magically going to happen. I think we all thought that. And no one ever told me that it was an actual thing, that there's an art to it, that you have Mm -hmm. to learn it, that you have to practice it. Yes. That your kid might not not even want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. (laughs) And having someone just walk me through that. I didn't even think I needed encouragement like I did. Mm -hmm. And someone saying, like, it's okay if this doesn't work or you can try it that way or, you know. Whatever it was that I I didn't know I needed to hear, Mm -hmm. someone was there to say it. And I I love that. And that's what community does. And that's what moms do for each other. Yeah. And I I think that one of the things that goes into that, one of the things that you have to offer and be able to receive in friendship for any of this to work is trust. Yes. Like if you have someone in your your life who maybe they've shared a secret that you've told them, uh, you know, this isn't the kind of person that you can form these kinds of life-giving relationships with because you have to have trust. You have to know that what you say to them, like they're either going to keep it in confidence or they're going to keep the important parts of it yeah. in confidence and that they're going to, they're going to honor you sharing with them yeah. what's going on in your life. And they're not going to judge you. Yeah. You know, and I think also with trust, there's a, a sense of vulnerability mm-hmm. because you could get into the trap of being the perfect mom. Mm-hmm. I just want to show everybody I have everything together. Yes. So even my friends, I just don't want them to see that, you know, I screamed into a pillow last night because <laughs> my kid wouldn't go to sleep mm-hmm. or that I have no idea how to discipline this one child. She's so sassy. Um, and so you just pretend like you have it all together all yeah. the time and your kids are always clean and your house is always clean when people come over and you just mm-hmm. never show vulnerability. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, no one can help you. Yeah. You know, I love that. I think Pastor Joey said it in her podcast where she said, you know, God can't heal what you don't feel. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the same thing. Like if you're not vulnerable, if I'm like, yo, I don't have it all together, then you can't help me. Yep. I'm by myself on an island. And that's not how God created us to live. Nope. He said we're a body and each of us have a place mm-hmm. and a function and that we all need to work together for the life of the body to be sustained. Mm-hmm. So if you don't find your function and you don't actually expose yourself to others and connect with them, then we all suffer. Mm. We all need you to be real. Yes. So someone someone needs you to be you. 
Yeah. Because no one else was made like you. No one else was made with the same experiences, the same perspective, the same talent, the same desires. Yeah. So everybody has something so unique. And I, I wish that more people would step into just being exactly who they've been made and called to be. Because one, there's so much freedom in that. Like yes. personally, your personal life, your ability to be the mom that you want to be yeah. will explode whenever you take the time to whenever you decide that, no, I'm not going to let insecurity hold me back. I'm going to be myself. Um, But then also other people, like you said, other people are going to thrive because they're going to get that perspective. Yeah. And you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. When you start coming out of your shell and being your genuine self, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but you know what? You'll be someone's and that's going to be enough. There are certain people that you've been assigned to and there are certain people that need you Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be the whole world. You're Mm -hmm. not going to, this isn't a popularity contest and you only need a a few good friends. You don't need, you know, this isn't high school. I don't need a cheer squad. (laughs) I just need a couple good friends, you know? And so I, having that realistic expectation makes you more confident to be you mm-hmm. because I think fakeness comes from you wanting everyone's approval Yeah, and you're looking around and you're thinking, I have to be this to this person and this to that person and show them this and you just have to be yourself. And yeah. the few people that know you and love you and, you know, you have this bond with, that's enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, one thing that, that I know for me happened was I just expected all of my friendships to look like everybody else's friendships. Mm. And I even found so much freedom in just realizing like, what do I even want in a friend? You know, <laughs> I would see people on online and they're going shopping with their friends and they're just in, you know, a whole group of them out and about. And I'm like, wow, why don't any of my friends do that? And then come to think of it, I'm like, why would I want to do that? Like, <laughs> I don't like, I barely like shopping. Yes. <laughs> let alone with a group of people. Like my <laughs> friendships are like, let's go get coffee. Let's go for a walk. Let's just talk about nothing for hours. Let's play weird games <laughs> let's build a puzzle yeah let's do puzzles <laughs> you know stuff like that so even just saying like it's okay that my friendships don't look like everybody else's or yeah. some people maybe on social medias as long as they're the kind of relationships that are giving it's a give and take and it's exchange of ideas it's this life-giving kind of friendship and it's refreshing yes that's what friendship should be it should mm. be refreshing and it should be encouraging if you have friends that you know you always feel a sense of you're drained or you feel beat up or you feel like there's some kind of competition going on and you're just trying to keep up those aren't healthy friendships because they're not helping you be refreshed and they're not helping you be yourself and really embrace who God has made you to be mm-hmm. you know I think those friendships that encourage you and make you grow are, are the best and they are you know they're kind of scary sometimes but they're good scary they're good. They're a good, encouraging kind of scary. They are good, scary. <laughs> Just happened last night. Some of my friends were talking about dogs <laughs> and when pets die. And I'm very emotional when my pets die. <laughs> and my I'm parents' like, pets. All of my pets have, when they've passed away, I literally haven't even noticed. It's awful. I'm a terrible pet owner. Well, that's okay. And you know what? It used to be scary to have that different opinion and experience. I used to be scared like, oh, if I don't, if I feel this way and and my friend doesn't, then they're not going to like me anymore. And that has like, that has nothing in our friendship. Like we disagree on a lot of things. A lot of things. Yeah. (laughs) We perceive things very differently. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's explaining my side of the story too. It's not just saying like, hey, we disagree. Let's never talk about it. It's like, this is my perspective. And then you show me your perspective. I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I get it now. I get Mm -hmm. why people feel that way. And I understand it. And it makes me a better person as opposed to just, I don't even know why people think like that. Yeah. You know, I don't know why somebody would want a nurse past a year old, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, it's okay. It's good to understand that. It's good to see the other perspective. It's good to understand that 
that's a strong bond between moms and babies. And I'm like, oh, I never even saw it that way. And now mm-hmm. I kind of miss it because <laughs> yeah. I got to see it. Yeah. It's so. hard to wean sometimes. It is. That's a whole nother podcast, I think. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast on weaning. If you want it, DM me and we'll make it happen. But it's nice to find. I felt, you know, when I was pregnant, um, every woman that I ever encountered while I was pregnant, it was like I had joined some kind of secret sorority. Yes. And I loved it because I never, like I said, I've always been like kind of the lone wolf. I've had like two or three intimate friends and that's about it. Mm-hmm. But to be recognized by all women, literally, I would be walking down through downtown Pittsburgh because I worked in a... Uh, Market Square when I was pregnant with Joey and people would stop me and they'd be like, hey girl, how are you? You feeling good today? And I'm like, what? I don't even know you. <laughs> they're like, how many months are you? What are you having? And I'm like, is this like a thing like that was sent? Yes. I, did I send out a memo? <laughs> I, I'm like, I want to be friends with everyone. And it was so, it was like, welcome to womanhood. Mm-hmm. It just felt amazing. And I loved it. It was like a very inclusive thing. And even now having kids, it, it just creates an icebreaker. You know, if you, if you were never able to talk to other women, you can do it now. You Absolutely. can be like, hey, I have children. How many do you have? How, you know, what are their names? What are their ages? And next thing mm-hmm. you know, you have a friendship. Mm-hmm. It really does. It's funny how many friendships can start that way. Yeah. Just by like bonding over your kids. And I think if you're someone today who's listening and you're like, man, you guys are talking about your friendship and I wish I had a friendship like that. I just haven't really found my group of people. Like we just want to encourage you to go out and like be the friend that you want to be. Yeah. You know, if you want a friend who's going to be like Liz told a story about me bringing her coffee when she was going through something with her kid, like be that friend to somebody, you know, someone who's maybe on your outer circle who you think, yeah, I'd love to be more of a friend to them. Take a step. Take yeah. a step out there. Do something to show that you're thinking about them. You're caring about them. You care about their life. And eventually those other relationships, the right relationships will reciprocate. Yeah. Yeah. Be the kind of friend that you want. I love that. I, I And also remember that, you know, it's good to be you. So your love mm-hmm. language might be different. You know, I like to yeah. go over your house and organize your stuff. It's just. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it's the way that I like to show love. I'm like more of like an acts of service kind of person. So, yeah. you know, and, and it's being comfortable saying like, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to do. I may not always remember your birthday, but I'll be there for you if you need me. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's being confident and not having because I think we have that expectation. If you look on Instagram and all this stuff, you're like, oh, man, my friend's going to want me to do X, Y, Z. And I don't know if I could do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get involved in a friendship and let them down. No, nope, you can just be yourself. And that person will appreciate who you are and will want you in their life mm-hmm. no matter what. So. Get yourself some mom friends. Yes, get the some best. mom friends. And, you know, I, now that I have my mom friends, my kids have no excuse. You have friends. You have to be friends with these kids. It's true. <laughs> there it's is true. not an option. <laughs> like These are the people that are coming over. Oh, yeah. Just get yeah. used to yeah. it. You're just going to have to make it work. <laughs> so, and I am happy that all of my friends have kids around the ages of my kids. Mm-hmm. So, it works out. Similar. It's like a whole daycare when we go out, though. Oh, yeah. But at least, you know, at least our our two and almost three-year-old are best friends so that's perfect yes it is and your almost three-year-old loves my baby so yeah she does she's just gonna adopt all my kids (laughs) (laughs) that's right actually my eldest loves your baby too oh good she's so cute and so and it's weird to see that in her because I think that's challenging her too because she's not Mm -hmm. normally around babies Mm -hmm. and she doesn't even like to play with baby dolls Mm. but somehow when she's with your child she turns into like mother and I'm like what who is this Okay. That's what friendships I like this. do. Yeah. So even there, you know. And my children, you know, they don't have a brother. Mm-hmm. 
So they don't know what it's like to be around little boys. And I'm glad that my friends went ahead and made boys. And now they're always. You're welcome. <laughs> we tried really hard for you. And so now they know what it's like to have guys around and yeah. it'll be normal for them growing up and they won't live in a girl bubble. Yeah. So, but it's very nice to have friends that also respect whatever it is that you're doing. I know we live different mm-hmm. lives. You know, I have a very uh, casual approach to, uh, naps and schedules and I know you've been more scheduled you were for Joseph yes and, and it was nice for him <laughs> it's it was nice to have parents who understand that your parenting style might be different oh, and yeah. don't judge you for it oh yeah because oh man I know people who are like I just can't believe you don't put those kids to oh, bed man. by seven <laughs> no if, if it works for you it works for you that's my perspective <laughs> and I love that because then it lets me just be me around you yeah. I mean, if you ever complain your kids aren't sleeping, I'll just give you some <laughs> unsolicited advice. But if it's working for you, it's working for you. Like, I'm not yeah. going to ever come against something that's working for another mom and is, you know, not detrimental. Yeah. I was at, I was at lunch with a, a mom today and her little two year old was just screaming and running around the restaurant and she just kept apologizing to me. And I was I was like laughing. I was like, no. I get it. I'm not worried Mm -hmm. about it. And she's like, you're going to think I'm a terrible mom or that I don't discipline my kid. I'm like, I don't think anything. Two is a hard age. Let me just add this because I have a two year old and there are moments where I'm like, everyone must be judging the way I'm choosing to do this right now. (laughs) But we are all just trying to get that kid home safe in one piece with minimal meltdown. And when I tell people all the time, you know, just because I understand my two year old and I'm raising her a certain kind of way doesn't mean that I know your two year old. Mm -hmm. Totally different human. So I'm like, listen, whatever I'm doing that makes me have my two-year-old sit perfectly quiet in the restaurant might not even work on yours. So I have That's no true. room to judge because I don't know that little human. Yep. You do. You don't know who they're going to be either. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, listen, whatever you're doing, you're the you're the perfect fit for him. And it won't work with me because mm-hmm. she's like, tell me like what you do. I'm like, I could tell you what I do, but I don't want you to feel judged by me because mm-hmm. I don't know your baby the way you do. Yep. You know, you're the one that's perfectly equipped to. To do that. To raise your kid. Yeah. Yep. And it, it'll look rocky or different, but... You figure it out. Yeah. You know, they're not two forever. Things change. <laughs> yes. My kid used to scream belligerently when I would leave her with you. Remember that? Yep. And she had like separation issues. Yep. But we worked through that and now she we loves did. going She loves going to sen- uh, Sunday school. So... Yep. It was rough. I used to have to sit there and like look through the door and listen. And we'd be like, she's spineless. Just go. <laughs> Just go. We got that. <laughs> yes, I do remember you coaching me through that. And I was so glad that you were like very forceful in the just go upstairs you're fine yep. she will only cry for a little bit yeah and even if she doesn't just cry for a little bit she won't die we will get you if we need you yeah. if she needs you so. but anyways well i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i have to wrap it up because honestly i have to go get dinner so <laughs> this is this is real life this is mom life this is mom life squeezing yes. a podcast in between dinner and everything else and everything else. To go. so <laughs> we're the best jugglers We are the best jugglers and we're the best moms for our kids. So thank you, Liz, for being on. She will be on again for sure. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We have a whole list of things we'd love to talk about. So if you would take a moment real fast and just hit like the five star review button on wherever you're listening, doing that helps the podcast get out there. This is not just a vanity thing. I honestly don't care if you do it, but I do care that other people find this podcast because I know that it's going to be helpful for them and their journey as mothers. You can also come and follow me at abigail.condon on Instagram. I like to post things there. Uh, a couple times a week, at least, I'm working on getting better at that. Um, and I'm also on TikTok, at Abigail, no dot, Condon, just Abigail Condon. So, anyways, that is once again all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in, and remember that you were made to mother, and you are the best mom for your child. Bye.